Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Connection Loop podcast. I'm Shannon from Dub, and I'm here with Billy. Alvaro, um, the president of Max Returns, um, and a whole bunch of other amazing, I mean, coach at Flipmasters. Um, we're going to get into real estate. We're going to get into how to create unstoppable wealth. That's that's a huge statement, creating unstoppable wealth. So what does that mean? Tell us. Um, but first, tell me a little bit about yourself um, and uh, and your background. Sure, Senator. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Um, Dub is a, is a pretty cool system. So uh, I'm pleased to be on with you guys. So yeah, my, my name is Billy Alvaro. I've been uh, an entrepreneur since I think I came out of the womb. And uh, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but uh, within the last, the last 10 and a half, 11 years, uh, we've opened up a few companies, Max Returns Real Estate Investments, Easy Sell Property Solutions, and uh, a few others, Max Partner Ventures. We have a lending arm. We have an investment company, which we buy, renovate, and sell. We have an investment portfolio, apartment buildings, misuse bu- uh, mixed-use buildings, and we also... Um, do a lot of joint ventures with other uh, people that are in the industry. We also have we have a, a unstoppable real estate investing wealth uh, podcast, which we launched about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And we we hit the charts. We came out. I think it was number eighty six out of two hundred fifty thousand uh, first week, which was pretty cool. It was a pretty great launch. And so the whole purpose of that uh, podcast, Unstoppable REI Wealth, is really to impart the thirty years of knowledge that I had from starting, growing, and scaling multiple businesses. Before I started doing this business in real estate investing, I was in a mortgage banking business. And with a small investment of $5,000 over a five-year time frame, we took that business from where it was and we scaled it to about a billion one, a billion two in loan volume. And we were doing about, um, I think we were doing about a thousand units a month with about 42 to $46 million a year in revenue. So have the ability to scale, have that vision to get into things. And so this business now, last couple of years, we've just been consistent. But um, 2021, we have a big plan, a big push to start pushing this thing out regionally. And then by 2025, take it out nationally. Wow. So if, if you had $5,000, um, how would, if, if, you, if you're out there and you're trying to get into real estate, how would you, how would you start? Cause that's, you just said, like you started with 5,000 for that one specific project. And that you was got, in, the, in the mortgage business. In the mortgage. Wow. So, and you scaled that out. So let's say you're brand new to this. I know we probably have listeners who are in the real estate world and I want to get into some like specifics for those people. But if you're new to the real estate world and you're just getting in and you had $5,000, where would you invest that? Where would you put that? Great, great question. So first and foremost, you don't have a business unless you have leads. You don't have a business unless you have leads that turn into contracts. So you have to invest money into marketing. So when you're starting off, when I started in this business, and I don't want to go too deep into the story, but that last business I scaled, the market took a crap and I ended up losing everything. I was $14 million in debt within like 36 months, I was bankrupt. So um, I started this business, $14 million in debt. So less than zero, I didn't have 5,000, I had nothing. And so the way I did it is I invested time because I had no money and I simply went out and I found vacant houses. I had a car, so I would drive the neighborhoods at 20, at 36 years old looking for vacant houses. And then from those vacant houses, I figured out how to skip trace the sellers, find out who they were, where they were. And then I simply just got on the phone and started calling. The fastest way to make money in this business is to go where the people have to sell 
And the people that have to sell the most motivated are the ones that have already picked up and left their property. Either it's been inherited, they got divorced and left, they went through bankruptcy and foreclosure. But when the house is vacant, in my uh, experiences, it's the easiest, absolute easiest way to buy a property. So if I had five grand, I would invest a little bit of money into a list to try to locate vacant houses. I would invest some time into driving neighborhoods to find vacant houses. And then I would start either door knocking and or a combination of cold calling. And I'm telling you, if you have, if you want to make $100,000 in 2021 and quit your nine to five and get out of that business, the fastest, easiest way to do that is through real estate investing. And the everybody has this, this pre-notion that you have to have money to invest in real estate. You do not have to have money. You can get started. I, I bought a property with $1 down on contract. If you control the property with a contract, you can then control how you're going to be able to sell it. And if you control it with a dollar or $10 or $100 down, you can then take that contract and sell it over, find a buyer like myself who renovates properties and sell me that contract for a 10 or a 15 or a $20,000 spread. And just think about it. If you're doing one of these a month and you're making $10,000, you're making $120,000 a year. It's not that hard. It's a, it's a, it's a simple business. But it's not easy and it's not easy because you really need to freaking work <laughs> like it's the gurus who tell you you don't really have to do much it's a bunch of crap you have to work in any business your business this business any type of business that you're going to be doing you have to put in the effort you can get to a certain point i was fortunate enough i built this business up after it took me seven years of hard hard work of systematizing the investment company and the last three years from 17 until 2020 until the, the until the COVID hit I was working 10 hours a week. I had a business that was working for me. It's not that I didn't have to work, but I had people and systems that were doing it for me that was giving me a consistent yield every single month. So I was basically semi-retired, which was great. COVID hit. I ended up moving from New York to New Jersey. And I said, I think this is going to be the biggest opportunity to create wealth over the next three to five years. So I've gotten deeply, heavily back into myself going out and scaling the business instead of just kind of staying status quo for the last couple of years. Got it. Wow. I, I know mean, I, I said those, a lot there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And several of those things were so I can tell you have huge area expertise and like the, the details of like of, of the contract SWAT and like all of that, that that's, but I want to go back just to the first thing you said was like how you got there was, was phone calling and door knocking. And now yeah. we're in a world where everyone is social distant and it's, you know, it's, it's a completely different world. I mean, even before the pandemic, it was already sort of moving towards a digital space and in an online space. So so, you know, what's your advice for people right now in this current climate when when you can't necessarily door knock or phone call? I mean, I guess you can phone call. You can phone call. That, phone calls are, are still there. What What are the tips? What are the tips for that to to break through with uh, with cold calling? I mean, isn't that like and and you you said it yourself? You have to put in the work, and you didn't. You definitely didn't sugarcoat it. It's it's a lot of work. But it if you important. are going down that road. What, what are some tips for, for people? If, yeah, if you so, have to I mean, yeah, absolutely. So the, so the tips I would give people if they're going to cold call, you can't sound like a cold caller. You can't call up and say, hi, is this Mr. Johnson? You're already separating yourself and you're at, you're acting as a cold call. You're knocking at somebody's door. It's just like when you walk into a department store, can I help you? The first word you're going to say to them is no, just looking. Well, when you call up and you're going to be speaking to somebody, you have to act as if you already know them. You're going to call up as a neighbor, call up as a friend. Hey, hey, hello. Hi, is this Bob? Who's this? Bob, you don't know me. I know this is going to sound like it's out of the blue. Bob, I actually drove past your house. I think you might be owning 101 Main Street. Is that your home? Yeah, that's my home. And you just start the conversation. Anything, when it comes down to sales, it just comes down to talking to people. It comes down to having a conversation. And if you go at it 
as a salesperson, they're going to shut the door in your face. They're going to hang up on the phone. But if you come at it from a different angle as a place you're trying to add value and you're there to solve a problem, because in this industry, in my business, in, in buying houses, investing in property, the number one thing you're looking to do is identify either people that have problems or properties that have problems, and then you're there to solve it. You're not going to go to somebody where the house is absolutely 100% beautiful. There's no need for them to sell for cash. They can list that house with, with a realtor. So you don't really want to go after the properties or people that don't have a situation. But if they have a situation, what's the situation? Divorce, bankruptcy, behind on taxes, cracked foundation, no CFOs for the home, um, somebody passed away in a state sale, probate sale, uh, bankruptcy, any one of those situations, the people have some sort of level of motivation. And so, you know, the, regarding yourself and as investor, if depends on what you're looking to do. If you're just looking to grab some cash, you can get into this business relatively with little or no money and do wholesaling. If you want to then graduate up and start renovating, you would start buying the properties, fixing the properties, and then selling them. And then the ultimate goal with any type of uh, investment is really to, to invest passively. So you have passive income coming in and that's through rentals. And so a lot of people, they get into this, into the business where they'll have a portfolio of 10 or 15 or 20 or 50 or a couple of hundred rentals that they own that every month the revenue is coming in into their bank account, whether they work or not, they have income generating every single month. And that's where you really get to the position where you, you become wealthy. Because when you're living off of stuff or for your income that's coming in or the, the, the revenues that are coming in from a business that you've done once and you're constantly getting those revenues come back into your account, it's the ultimate way to live. Yeah, that wow. That's that's I mean that that is very aspirational. I mean, even for me myself, you know, I'm in the content space, I'm in the media world. Um, you know, I, I feel inspired by what you're saying to like go out and, and start researching some of these topics. But you know, this is the Connection Loop podcast, so I'm I, I gotta I want to still go back to that. Like, th it seems like that's the that's the first step is connecting with people, right? For for anything when you're when you're finding these these places you want to flip, right? You're finding these uh, vacant vacant real estate uh, options. You're you know you're you're connecting with people. It's not like you're connecting with the the property. You're people. not going to the house and saying hello, house. You're saying. Hello, you're calling him just like you described. That was a great kind of walkthrough you said for you know for cold calling. Um, but I you know but for for cadet you know we're we're a business. We we are in the video space. We're in the video realm. I I'm so curious. Is that something that you're seeing in the real estate world? Because 100. Like, so so okay, let me ask. Let me yeah. let me tell you this. Your software. So think about going to somebody's house that is vacant. That you then do a skip trace and you find out their cell phone number their new home address and their home telephone number, their email. And think about then shooting a video on your cell phone through through a dub type of account and saying, hey, is this Bob? My name is Billy Alvaro. You don't know who I am, but I'm actually standing in front of a house that I think is yours. And you're taking a picture as you're doing it. Bob, the reason why I'm saying this to you is I invest in real estate. I, I wanna see if you're open to the idea of starting a conversation to possibly see if we could make you a fair offer to buy that house. Bob, again, here's my telephone number. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. If you do that with your software, you're setting yourself completely apart from the competition because now you're not going in cold calling or knocking. You're sending a warm, inviting video. And I got to tell you, as you know, texts are going to be open a lot more than email. I don't know what the actual open rate is. I'm sure you guys have that down, but texts are going to be open. And if you're doing that compared to everybody else out there who's just doing blank texts, it's going to give you that personality because when people get to know you, like you, and trust you, they're going to want to do business with you. But if you're going in cold with just a text, there's no personality. If you have a personality, you get on that video and you do this, my thought process is you're going to be making contacts, you're going to be getting applications, and eventually you're going to be getting deals.
is it do you how what do you split between because now because now it's the email world it's the social world um what do you split between phone calls emails and i guess previously was door knocking is that even still a viable route anymore i mean and, and you mentioned you know our software yeah this is this is the dub.com podcast but where i just want to talk about video in general like not even just use of course you could use our you know we have a software solution for actionable videos and and, and getting results but you could just send like a just using a text message just sending a video in a text message in a native app, um, not even using our software, like just that is really, video in general is so impactful. And I'm so curious to, to see, is that transition happening? Because the first thing you said was cold calling. You know, that was the, that was the first thing you said. Um, is, is, is video in our, our email, like what's the split? Or is it, so it's, you know, it's not a split, on a, it's, on a a great, it's a great, great question. So it's a cadence. So there is a marketing cadence that you're going to do. It's split up into two different tranches. So you have your lead generation marketing cadence. Then you have after they respond, you're going to have your follow up and conversion marketing cadence. So what would that cadence look like? So it might look like in the front end where you have a list of 5,000 people that you have identified that are motivated in some way. They have some sort of a situation. You would We have technology that would rate those people as highest probability of closing, depending on the various data points that we've seen to the lowest probability. So the ones that have the absolute highest probability, what you're gonna do is you're gonna set up a cadence that's gonna hit them in different modalities. You're gonna hit them with text, you're gonna hit them with an email, you're gonna hit them with a phone call, you're gonna hit them with a mailer at their house, you might do a, a video uh, text that goes out to them, you might take them and put them into a campaign into Facebook as a lookalike, and when they're on, they're gonna see your ad. So you're gonna have different steps in a one month campaign you might hit them six different times, but in a different way, a text, an email, a phone call, uh, a video piece, a Facebook piece. And by doing this, people respond to how they feel comfortable. Some people might respond to a postcard where others might be more comfortable responding to a phone call. So if you have your lead generation cadence set up, and you also have to know there's the seller pain continuum. So when you're sending out emails, postcards, wh whatever it is in your marketing campaign that you're doing, you have to realize that the pain threshold, this is low and this is high when it tilts over to the right. As you're sending out marketing pieces and marketing campaigns, you might be hitting them at a time where the pain threshold is low. They might have a situation, but they might not have the, the desire to sell at that time because their pain threshold is an extremely low side. If you continuously mail to them, email to them, call them, text them, um, do the Facebook pieces, all this at one point or another when something is going to land in their inbox and they might be tilting to the side where they have so much motivation that they get it and your message is in front of them at the exact right time where their pain threshold is all the way over here to the right on tilt and it's at that moment that they're going to pick up the phone and call you. It's at that moment where they're going to go to your website and put in a web form. So the way I see people make mistakes in any business, not just this business, when they market, they market one time, one list, one hit, and they're like, it doesn't work. Marketing is a process. You're not probably going to get a response until the sixth, seventh, or eighth marketing touch. And then once that person comes into your marketing funnel and they responded, there's a whole process, whole cadence that has to be drawn out in the back end to follow up with them to actually convert them over to be a client. They might have spoken to you, and then they might have gone docs. You have to put them into a marketing cadence system, a follow-up process that emails them, texts them, sends them valuable information that's doing the work behind the scenes so your sales guys can make more phone calls, connect with more people. And as your marketing system behind the scenes is constantly working, what's going to happen? It's going to bring those people up where the pain continuum goes all the way to the right, right message, right time, right spot, right place. They're going to pick up the phone, they're going to call, and they're going to respond. We've, we've closed deals this month in December that 
we just had our, our, our weekly operations meeting. Usually that's about three hours every Wednesday. And on the call, we had two deals that we closed this month. One of them was four years old. This lady responded four years ago and we just got her under contract and closed four years. That's a marketing wow. follow-up process. That's a, we have a system called yeah. no lead left behind. So that lead in most companies, if it would have responded, you spend all your marketing dollars getting that lead to respond and now it's in. If, the, if we didn't have a system to follow up for the sales guys, that lead would have been forgotten about and one of my competitors would have ended up closing it. So it's just, wow. So it's not just one touch point. It, it, it's it's that whole system that you described, which is such a it's it, and and I feel especially for new people getting into real estate investing and in, or just communication in general. If you're trying to communicate with anyone in the sales realm, it's not just oh that one touch point. You have to create that system. You beautifully described it. Um, let's get into real estate investing 102. Right. So now you're in real estate investing. Maybe you're you're in the field. What are some what's how do you level up your your uh, your transactions your your sales, your scope, like your goals, like, and, and what are those goals? I mean, for me, who's outside of that, that world, like what, are, what are your, what should be your goals in real estate investing if you're in the field and how do you execute on those? Yeah. All right. So individual goals are personal. So I can't tell you what your goal should be as an individual. You really need right. to know you have to start with the end in mind, right? So what do I want to earn this year? How many rental properties do I want to have in my rental portfolio? That's going to give me passive income of, you know, 3000 or 5,000 or 10,000. So you need to start with the end. And then you just need to work backwards. And it's really an individual type plan. You have to strategize and figure out first where you want to go and then back it up and see, okay, how many deals is that going to take? If I want to have, I want to have um, um, income generated, not passively, but regular income that's coming in of $200,000 this year. And I know my average deal yields $20,000. So I know I need, you know, 10 deals in order to hit my $200,000. That's going to bring me in on the on the regular income coming in. If I want passive income of another 50 grand, that's off my rental properties, how many units do I need if I'm yielding $350 per unit? And you just work the plan backwards. So this is an individual thing. There's a lot of people that get into this business that do it part-time and you know they wanna do it full-time, but they don't have the time or the expertise. So people who are making money that have disposable income, they might have a 401k, they might have an IRA, they might have money put on the side that they want to invest, but they're afraid because they just don't have the expertise. Because let me tell you, Shannon, it takes a, it does take time to master this business. It's not like you're just going to go in and all of a sudden start understanding how to flip real estate. Wholesaling is a different story. I think anybody with a little bit of training could do wholesaling because really all you're doing is finding motivated sellers, locking them up in the contract, and then flipping that contract over to a guy like me who renovates and you make the spread. With that, that's a simple in and out. You don't really have to have a lot of understanding of the real estate business. You're really just a marketer. But if you're going to get into real life growing of a real estate portfolio, it takes a different, it takes a different mentality and, a, and a, a different level of understanding expertise. And so there's a lot of people that I work with, doctors, uh, uh, insurance people, attorneys, financial planners, business owners that want to do this business. They know it's smart for them to do this business, but they just don't have the time to invest. And with those people, they just, they'll end up investing with us in our fund. And they'll give us 50 or 100, 200, $300,000. We'll put their money to work so they no, no longer have to. We'll give them a return of anywhere from 8 to 12%, depending on the deal and depending on what type of property they're going into and the timeline. And so they're able to put their money to work and earn passively without going out there, without finding the property, without managing the property. They're still getting a great return, but they don't have any of the headaches associated with the real estate piece. Now, if they want to, to your point, they want to go out and, and get into this business, they want to earn $100,000 passively, 
How many deals do they have to get? How many, is it an apartment building that they have to buy? They, do they have the expertise? Are they gonna invest in an apartment building through a syndicate? Are they gonna do it on their own? If they just wanna go out and earn $100,000 wholesale, I mean, you could do that with 10 deals a year. It's not, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of, a lot of time to do 10 deals a day. You could do that part-time for Christ's sake. So, so somebody like you, how old are you? I'm 26. You're 26, years. 26. Do you own a house yet? I do not, no, okay. I rent. You rent, are you in California? Uh, yeah, San Diego. Okay, so one of the highest priced areas out there. Yeah, and I love San Diego, yeah. by the way. I go out there a lot. So house yeah. hack, what I would do if I was a young guy and I wanted to get into this business and I'm like, I want to be able to buy a property now, but I'm in an area where it doesn't warrant it because it's so freaking expensive. I would do a house hack and I would buy a semi-multifamily, maybe a two-family that has three bedrooms on each side. I would figure out there's programs out there for young guys that have decent credit that you could put 3% down on these properties. And then I would house hack and I would rent out the bedrooms to friends. So I did this when I bought my second house. I lived in Florida. I basically lived there and I was making $210 a month. I bought a two family, couldn't really afford it on my own, bought it. I was bartending, put, put my friends in there in the front, had a friend live with me in the back. I made $210 a month for owning the property, got the tax write-offs, got cash in my pocket and everything was good. So house hacking as a young guy, you go in, you buy the property, you rent it out to a bunch of friends. Once your income starts getting to a point where you could elevate yourself out, you just then exit the property, have your friends live there and pay your freaking mortgage off and you move on to the next deal. Wow, this is so much knowledge. I love it. And you you are a host of a podcast, I have to mention as well. Not yep. only are the, the president of Max, Max Returns Real Estate Investments, but uh, coach at Flipmasters, principal of Easy Sell Property Solution, host of Real Estate Investing Radio. So um, again, we're the Connection Loop podcast. We 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 make content here. We make so much content. So I have to ask you, what got you into creating so much content? Being a, a podcast host, and how has that affected your business? You know, how, what's the link between creating content and and your business? I'd love to, yeah, love to know. Great question. So I have. I started off like everybody does, doing the content on my own, and I have to tell you, it sometimes gets a little bit overwhelming. But if you have a team. That could, if you could create the content and then drop it in the driver Dropbox and have your team take it, disseminate it, and cut it up and chop it up and put the headlines and put the footers and get it out in your social media platforms, that's the way to do it. So now that's exactly what we do. I have a radio show that's on 103.9, which is Real Estate Investing Radio, which you have on there. I have a national podcast, which is Unstoppable REI Wealth, which is really geared towards training people on how to do what I want to do. And it's just recording everything that we're doing and then sending it over to the team and I'm hands off. After at that point, the team is handling everything else. Like they handle the whole entire back end. Me, when I first started doing this, I used to overwhelm myself because look, you know, if you're in a contact space, content space, it takes a lot of time. It's not just creating it, then it's cutting and it's yeah. editing. And it's so if you don't have yeah. a team outsourced, and so now everything is in Trello and it's just as soon as a deal comes in or a video comes in, everybody knows exactly what they have to do. And they chop it, they manipulate it, they edit it, they make it look pretty and they send it out to all the sites. Of all the and, of all of them, which is your favorite? Is it LinkedIn? Is it you know? What, what do you how do you focus on a social media platform? Because I hear this all the time. Oh, do I you know? I'm just getting into this space. Do I do LinkedIn or do I do YouTube or you know? And they all have different requirements. So what would you recommend uh, uh, for real estate specifically? Because that's your niche. So you know, real estate raising money, LinkedIn, LinkedIn and Facebook on the raising capital side, wholesaling to younger crowd. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be um, Instagram. I'm just getting into the whole, what's that other one that's out there, that, that, that new one that just came out a couple of years ago. I can't remember. It's uh, oh, TikTok. 
TikTok. I just started getting yeah. into the TikTok space, but you know, I'm not. I'm just really. I got into this whole in, this whole social media space late. I really should have been into this years ago, but I was busy on building the business, and now I'm really busy on building the brand because the business is is the foundation, the systematization, the process is there um, to really scale this thing. We just got another five thousand dollar line last week at three and a two at 7.49%. I mean, that, that's going to yield us an additional 30 deals this year. We, by doing that, we've lowered our cost of capital, which is going to save us about almost $400,000 a year in overall interest expense. So I know I'm going all over the place, but social media is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That's social amazing. Media, yeah, social media is I don't think you're, I don't think you're late. I think, I, you know, I think that, you know, it feels like it is, it feels like it's so crowded and all these yeah. things, but this is just the beginning. I mean, the internet's only been around like on a mass scale worldwide web for maybe 25 years, 26 right. years. Um, I mean, it started in the fifties, but until it was worldwide web, it's only, it's so short a time. So, yeah. it, you know, the, in, 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 in 10 years, even you'll look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad I, I got on and started yeah. creating content uh, now because by then it's going to be a completely different landscape. Um, well, I mean, course, you know, though, that yeah, some of these, all, some of these platforms yeah. are, are saturated, like Facebook, it's yeah. hard to get traction on Facebook, Instagram, it's getting hard. TikTok. So how do you punch through? I mean, or how do you do? Have you seen like strategies of punching through? I mean, I guess this is yeah. the question everyone asks. But yeah, so I'm, I'm big on not reinventing the wheel. I want to go to the experts. I pay for shortcuts. Like people say there's no shortcuts in life. That's a bunch of bullshit. You can pay for shortcuts. You can learn off of somebody else's experience. So I'm an advocate. I invest a lot of money into myself, into my business and into resources that are going to get me to the next level faster. I'm all about buying time. So that investment just buys me time. So I just literally just engage with three different people over the last two weeks that specialize in different verticals on the social media platform. So I have one kid who's, and I call him a kid. He's young, he's 22 years old. This kid is a ninja with LinkedIn. I have another one, a ninja with Instagram. I didn't have the one yet with Facebook and I have the third one with, with TikTok. So if you're gonna get into this, pay for the shortcuts. These guys and girls that are out there that have this shit figured out, buy their system, get their coaching. If you're serious about doing this, invest in it. And then the biggest thing you have to do after you invest is freaking execute on the deal. A lot of people get into the red shiny object syndrome. They want to do a bunch of different things. They invest their money, but then they don't freaking execute. When you don't execute, you fall short. Then what happens? The plan doesn't work. And you point the figures and say, it's everybody else. But you have to look at yourself in the freaking mirror and realize it's not them. It's you. If you're not executing, shame on you. You got to get to the next level. If you've done what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. So if you want to change your future, you have to change what you're doing to get yourself to the next level. I mean, it's not magic, not rocket science. It's work. That's great. Wow. That's great advice. And I mean, building a team around it. Yeah, that's essential. Um, and, you know, uh, we, we can use dub.com as well just to get started. That's our sponsored message here because this is the Connection Loop podcast. Um, and that'll uh, that'll bring this uh, podcast to a close. Let's wh where, where can people find you? Um, yeah. Where can people find uh, your resources and and Absolutely. all of your content. Yep, you can go online to billyalvaro.com or all my social media platforms is Unstoppable BA. And of course, the podcast is Unstoppable REI Wealth. And I'm on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. That's awesome. And you can go yep. to dub.com to check out the actionable video platform for businesses to just get results from your videos um, with call to actions and a whole bunch of stuff. So thank you for everyone for listening to the Connection Loop podcast. Thank you, Billy, so much for joining me. And we'll see everyone next time. Farewell. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye.